This is okay. We're getting good silence here. It's really good. The only way we get more silence is this is doing a live show. <laughs> I, would, I would laugh more, but I know you want some silence. Hey everybody, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Episode 312. Let's do it. Get hey, on you know with what this boom, means? Boom, boom, boom. What's 312. that? 312. This is 312. Uh, that we're, uh, hey, 312, man. Let's smoke up, right? <laughs> is that what the kids do That's nowadays? Right. With hey. the time goes back and. You go 312. Uh, 312, man. Because hey. you can't wait till 420. So, dude, it's time to light up and spark up. Yeah, I don't think. And, and wake yeah. and bake. The smell. And of... take a cake to the lake. <laughs> Where you will forsake that Ooh, cake. Wow. And give it a shake. Yep. That's it. Then the lady of the lake hands you a sword. Hands you a rake. Hands you a rake. Yeah. Sure. And you will partake. I'm out. Go ahead. What's this uh, 312 it's mean? A, actually, this is our sixth year anniversary of this show. Oh, happy sixth. Thank you. Because, you know, there's 52 weeks in the year. And so when we do like our 300th, you know, that's yeah. like a nice round number. But it doesn't really mean that we've been doing it for six years. Okay. 52, 104, and. Like, you know, I think 312, if you go to times two so by six. So if you're a six-year-old child, now you've raised two children, um, both past the ages of six, congratulations. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, in grade, you. you're in grade one yep. uh, at that point. Yep. So what are you like as a six-year-old child? If this if this show is a child, yes. what should it be doing at this point? Learning uh, addition, subtraction. Reading. Reading, reading should be reading. Yep. How about addition, subtraction, basic math? Yep, basic math. Okay, what else do you fill a day with at school besides uh, besides that? Because you're not doing math all day and you're not doing reading all day. What do you do for a whole day at school? Because this is also, it's not kindergarten, it's not a half day. You have a full day. Actually, you know what? Kindergarten is now a full day in British Columbia. What? I know. Oh, poor bastards. How do they get home home in time to watch Price is Right? I know, it's terrible for children. Oh. Or get home in time to watch Sesame Street. Well, what do you do to fill the whole damn time? I mean, you've obviously got a nap in there. So Not on grade one. No, no, but in kindergarten. You kindergarten, do. If yeah. If you're doing a yeah. full day. Oh. So is that like double naps? That's a crafty, crafty day every day. Lots of crafts. Okay. A lot of art. A lot okay. of art time. Grade one, what are you learning? Grade one, well, I mean, you're going to be doing, you'll be doing your reading, writing, arithmetic. Okay. So you'll be learning to print. Okay, you'll so, you, so uh, start the day off, we're going to learn to print block yeah. letters. That's right, we'll be doing that. We're doing some capitals. We're sure. doing some lowercase. Your parents will have to buy you little, uh, the little books with the interlined you know, so they have the dotted line to show you where this, the small letters end. Right. So the big letters go the full distance of the line, mm-hmm. of the, the lines, and then it has the interline where the, the smaller letters. They had the blue lines, but then uh, sometimes they would have a red one in there too. Very there's confusing. The, there's a margin. Oh, there's a margin on the side, but sometimes yeah. there was a red line on the top as well. They oh. kind of broke it down a little bit. Very confusing, but okay, fair enough. So that's one thing. Yeah. Block letters. So okay, we're so doing that doing for that. like yeah. an hour. So, Block letters. Sure, sure. Now be, we've got how many hours to kill? You have science. Four, you have four hours left? Don't Five. Forget, don't forget science. What's the What's the science? What are you teaching kids you at do science? do some simple things. Just simple science, right? So uh, so you just like just tell them religion's I, a lie. By the way. You, you tear up a Bible. Right, that's right. By the way, I'm yeah. not a school teacher, so you're asking me for my my, yet, school, my daily agenda. You've had two children who have I gone have through this for a year. That's true. Two solid years of your life, you've yeah. had children in grade one. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you should know some of this. Okay, so not really. So when they came home, and went Papa, there's, help us with our uh, no need schooling. Uh, you went, no daughters, I am not interested. Yeah, Papa has to go read his uh, read his liner notes. <laughs> liner notes. I have to see these lyrics. I'm not sure what they're saying in this song. That's uh, a lie. I know you don't care about lyrics. Oh, so I would. Do, the, I do read the lyric sheet when I listen to music. 
Um, the uh, so uh, gym class, of course. Right, that's an hour. That's a good hour. Solid oh, a hour. recess. Get recess in there. More get, running. Get lunch hour. Two recesses. Probably someone brings hour. a hamster in. Lets the kids touch yeah. it. And then don't forget also the day ends at three-ish. So, you know, it's not like they have to go to five. So okay. you're not feeling that's the whole a, day. There's a lunch in there. There's a lunch and there's also, two, that's and two, two recesses, right? Or there's only one recess? I don't know. Maybe there's only one recess. There should be two. Oh, it's only fair. Uh, and then um, what else? Well, then some art time, you know, coloring oh, or whatever. Art. Yeah, you get a little yeah, art in there, right? Yeah, that's nice. That's a, nice, that's a good time in class. Until you get like to grade six. And here's the most important oh, one. Ahead, please. Silent reading. Oh, yeah. It used to be called uh, USSR. Remember that? What? It used to be called, when I was in school... Soviet Socialist Republics? You would think that, right? Mm-hmm. But no, it was called USSR. It was Uninterrupted Sustained Silent Reading. That's what they called it. And you had to read for whatever amount of time that was. So wow. you had to bring a book and read silently. But yeah, everyone went, you mean like USSR like that? No. Well, that's a weird <laughs> series of letters. There's so many other ways yeah. you could have gone with that. Silent Reading, SR. Yeah. Done. Uninterrupted. Never... What the hell's that mean? I've never heard it called... SR or USSR in my whole life. That is what it was called when I was a, a young fellow. This was in Quebec. This is in Quebec, uh, but we also had it in North Delta uh, at Burnsview, and I, I don't remember what it was called. It was then. just called Southern Reading. But yeah, that was nice. It was only lasted for like a year. My grade eight year, they had, uh, or maybe my grade nine year then, if you were there when they had it. But yeah, it didn't wasn't for the full time. It wasn't like every year they did that. It was like a short time, but it was great, like a half hour of Southern Reading after lunch or whatever. Yeah, it was usually it was usually in homeroom that we had. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I really like that. I liked it except for people whipping chalk at me. Um, <laughs> school was shit. Uh, but grade six... Uh, that was I, silent throwing. They were in the totally the wrong totally segment the of the wrong, day. So wrong. Uh, grade six, I remember we had, uh, we had... There was an art class and there was a drama class. And we never got to drama class because it was always... Uh, end of the end of the week, and if anyone did anything wrong on the week, it was yeah. taken away as punishment. Oh, we had also had, we also had music class. We had music. Oh, that's okay. right, like recorders. Yeah, a lot big of, recorders, a lot stuff. of recorders, and a lot of bang sticks together. A lot of tootling. If you had the drum, recorders. that was the biggest thing. My God, if you because they would rotate who got the drum every day, and then it was your time to get the drum. My Lord, that was wonderful. I remember they would also rotate the line line up to get in and out of class. You'd have to line up. And uh, it would rotate every, every day. And when you got to the front of the line, man, that was a good day. <laughs> Didn't mean anything. Absolutely nothing <laughs> at all. I remember that at all. Yeah. Even better was the day before then where you were like second in line. or looking forward to that whole front in line day. Pretty great. We didn't have that in my school. We just had like a, a mass of kids mm-hmm. crowding around the front door or the various doors of the school. You just could t- kind of choose the ones nearest your classroom. And you just everyone sort of mull around there, and then here, here was something about there was a few trampling incidents. Here was something about junior high school and high school that they they have uh, in movies and TV shows that I always found to be bullshit. Okay, just this was uh, when there's a teacher, mm-hmm. and they always seem to be starting a lesson. They're always starting something. They're going, "Well, the founding fathers believed in da 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 da." da. Now, who knows one of the founding fathers? And they always like pick one of the kids, and the f- kid doesn't know, and everyone laughs at the kid. Mm. And then the bell rings, and everyone runs out. Yeah, like, yeah. One of two things: one, sure. why'd you start a fucking thing <laughs> so when you knew you were so close to the end? Yeah. Especially where this seems to be like the start of your lesson plan. Sure, yeah. Constantly makes no fucking sense to me. Okay. Two, sorry for yeah. all the swears, folks. Uh, it's very dark outside. <laughs> two. Uh, yeah. just running out when you hear the bell. No, you, the teacher releases you from class. The yeah. teacher goes, okay, 
And uh, da, 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 da. all right, we'll see you next time or whatever they say. Yeah, you yeah. know, tune in next time, whatever the <laughs> tune in next. Yeah, you know, right. hang same, loose. Same bat time. Yeah, hang loose, motherfuckers. You know, whatever yeah. they say, because we had hippie teachers. Okay. Then they would uh, say, but that, that whole like immediately dashing out the door mm. uh, is in every high school, junior high school uh, movie, and like that doesn't happen. And the teachers yelling, "Remember, you got a pop quiz tomorrow." And I, and then you got to hold that one kid back, and it's like, uh, "Hey, you." kid that is the focus of this you should be trying harder i'm sorry okay you know you're gonna fail if you don't yeah, I know. all right well that's uh, <laughs> dealing with your shit you know i'm the teacher who cares and uh and you know hopefully next next time yeah hopefully i'll plan my lessons better next next class <laughs> i really just had a lot of filler up until the last right. minute when i really brought up the class uh, topic of the class for the day that's the thing he it was following like a meeting agenda he had read the minutes yeah. You know, and then they had people vote whether they would accept the minutes, and then they had various people. Yeah. They had a report from the treasurer and a report from the school president, you know, and this had a lot of time in that classroom. But it's a good point. Well, actually, my favorite part of that is the idea that, yes, we never would, like, run a school, but maybe the United States is different. Maybe, you know, in a country that has all their, their lockers outside in the in the road, apparently, mm-hmm. they, you know, maybe they just, kids just run free. Bell rings, time to go. Second question on that. Why don't people just, like, uh, steal stuff from the lockers? Because it's all outside. It feels like that's Mm -hmm. easy to steal. Yeah. Grab a crowbar. Pop, 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 pop. Grab, 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 grab. I'm sure. You know what? I'm sure they do. But what what are you getting? Huh? Uh, Are you you getting, like, a Sony Walkman? (laughs) Sony Walkman? (laughs) What? I might be a little out of date. What are you? Transistor radio? (laughs) (laughs) But what are... I mean, no one's going to leave that stuff in their locker when they go home. Not when they go home. Oh, you... No, I mean during class. Mm. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Grab, 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 run, 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 run. Because <laughs> you can't go into a school. If you're a weirdo going into a school, but yeah. if you're on the outside of a school, yeah. it's there. Okay, modern schools, it's all, it all has cameras pointing at it. Old-fashioned schools, like when we went, right. there was absolutely nothing of value in the lockers. People didn't bring their... Game Boys. Game Boys to school and leave them in their locker? Uh, I don't know. You couldn't bring them to class. Otherwise, the teacher would grab them and put them in a drawer and they'd go away forever. I don't remember anyone having a Game Boy when I was in junior high school, by the way. When did Game Boys come out? I don't know. Hmm. Trying to think what the level of video games was back then. Yeah. We were ColecoVision. You know what? We probably were like Nintendo, original Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was about original Nintendo. So Game Boys weren't around for a while. But there was a there was a brief period of time there where the Game Boy was out and uh, and cameras weren't around, I'm sure. I don't I, know. <clears throat> I had a Walkman stolen from me when I was in high school. But it was totally my fault. I left it in a desk and forgot about it. And then I came back to get it and it was gone. Uh, and then the Discman came out and, uh, oh, what, did that change the world? I had a Discman as well. Yeah, as long as you didn't walk or move in any way. <laughs> you that could was walk. a great sound. I, ha- I had one that uh, had, it could, um, it was sl- it, would mem- it would remember, it had like sense, it had shock thingy in it. So you could, you could do a little bit of running. But if you ran for a bus or for a SkyTrain, forget about it. Yeah. And then I moved to the mini disc. I had a mini disc uh, Discman. Nice. So that's... Yes, that was the last of the, my disc men. <laughs> After that, no purpose to them. Because even when I bought that, it was kind of. But it was, what was interesting when the disc man, when I bought my mini disc player, was that, that I bought it with the promise that you could download things online onto the disc man. Mm. But I guess there was so much complaints to Sony about this idea that they took out that they took away that feature. So there was never a release of a cord that could plug from the computer into the disc man, so you could do like a digital download because. The disc, the mini disc player was was uh, all digital, it wasn't an analog at all. Would you have multiple mini discs in there, or just play the one? You could just play one at a time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How would you keep your mini discs when you were? I had like... a I had a mini disc wallet. 
Okay. I had, had my mini discs. How in many it. mini discs did you get in your wallet? I think it fit 12, maybe. Or and maybe... did you have 12? Oh, yeah. I had more than that. Do you I still have them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have those. I, I I took I took from from having a mini disc player. I had a mini disc deck because I found one. It was they're clearing it from the Sony store. Sony was the inventor of the mini disc player. Sure. And I found at the Sony store they were clearing one out because absolutely no one on earth wanted one except for David Dedrick. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is for me. It has my name on it. So I bought this mini disc deck and put it into my stereo thingy, my top, you know, whatever stereo setup. And I would use it to make I would use it to make cassettes. Mixtapes. That's how I was going forward and yeah. backwards at the same time. Yeah. But what was so great about it was you could you could time out how long your your cassette was. So say it was forty six minutes and fourteen seconds. You could get by careful manipulation on your media disc. You could get forty six minutes and blah 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 nice. seconds. And so it would just you know just when the song ended, the tape would end, and then in my uh, my truck when I listened to it, it had a you know the auto reverse where it would sure. turn you know it start the side side B. And that was nice. So I just started right away. And I would use my mini disc deck to carefully plan out all my... But what was nice about the mini disc was, like, unlike recording on a CDR, like when you record on a CDR, that's it, bub. Unless you have a rewritable one. Mm-hmm. But even a rewritable one, you have to rewrite it. It has yeah. to redo it all. Whereas a mini disc, you can take one song off. Oh. And it will automatically fill that gap. And so the song doesn't exist anymore. That sounds like good technology. Yeah, it was. It, and yeah, it's, it's totally digital. So it's not, like, it has no analog element. Like when you record a CD... From a computer, you're creating an analog copy, and that's why it's you know it's not like it's not truly digital. It's 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 locked in on that. Whereas the mini discs were truly like a digital format that could be mm. erased and and manipulated, and you could edit on the fly and stuff like that. They're super popular, like for radio shows and things. Like I remember listening to definitely not the opera in the old days, and they would like if they went on like a trip and stuff like that, they would record all their material onto the mini discs and then edit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, see, I seem to remember my days at CBC, there was a mini disc player or mm-hmm. two uh, hanging around. Yeah. Interesting. That yeah, was a good technology. I mean, obviously, it's out the door now. But even, like, I feel like, well, we have this we have this uh, Zoom that we use to record the show now. <laughs> and, but do we know how to edit on this thing? I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can edit on this thing. It's not like a... Yeah, what we'd have to do is we'd have to go online and look up YouTube. And, <laughs> uh, and it would tell us immediately. But you're right. <laughs> we don't know. That's a problem. We don't know how to use it really. Like uh, with with the media player, I was like, I was pretty. I that would, that would uh, seriously, that would take us like about five minutes to look that up. So we can't be doing that. No. All right. So no, no dice. <laughs> no dice at all. I mean, but the thing is, is that you learn what you learn is what you want. Yes. Right. Like so, when you if you don't want to do it, you just never will never learn it. Like I have no, we have no need for us to edit on the fly in this recorder. So. Why do we need to? Why do no, we need if to we learn did that? a different show, that that was a necessity, and yeah. we were, you know, yeah. we were uh, professional and shit. We'd uh, do that, and we'd ha- say someone said controversial secrets. We'd have to like edit them out of the show to avoid lawsuits. Whereas, you know, we just we don't. We don't. <laughs> well, I do edit a little bit when when I edit the show. I do. I do listen to the entire show, and I will. Do I, you? Yes, and I do will. Do we count that as a listen to the show when we when we count our listeners? You listening to it no, that no, one no, time? No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't, doesn't count. Because that would add 312 extra listens to our uh, oh, yeah. to our total. It would. It's pretty good. It doesn't. Over time, I'm, this really adds up. I'm not downloading it from the website. I'm just listening to it on, on in the uh, sound. What if you there. play it in front of the chickens? Does that count? <laughs> With three more people or two more people? Well, I'm not saying listening? people, but listeners. Because chickens do have ears. So when we're saying, like, how many mm-hmm. listeners do we have? We don't say how many people are listening. Yeah. We say how many listeners. Yeah. And if there's two chickens listening, mm-hmm. that counts. And that's uh, 624 uh, more listens. Yeah, I don't go like to count chickens. Before they're hatched? 
<laughs> Definitely not. Okay, because if you then had like a bunch of eggs yeah. and then just played the played our thing in front of, I'm just I'm just trying to get a, like a good number on, uh, on on what our listeners are and how many of those people are chickens. <laughs> I, I know that we have a lot of listeners that are cats. I know there are people that listen with their cats nearby. I don't know if we should count that or not. Maybe we should just do a show for, just for cats. Why? Just do cat chat. And just like all things that cats are interested in. And just well, and just little squeaks every so often that sounds like a little mouse. If there's one thing I've learned is that cats aren't interested in me. So the idea of cat chat, I don't think they'd be interested at all. Yeah, that's too much like chick talk as well. It might uh, <laughs> it might confuse. <laughs> might confuse the chickens. Yeah, it might, yeah we don't want to. Don't don't, but they won't know when to tune into the show now. They'll tune in and they'll listen to cat chat. It'll get them scared. Yeah. Because they're chicken. I was going to like when to tune into the show. It's not yeah. on the radio. They can. It's on the radio, but you it. can you can. But you know, like you can fast forward through. It well, I know there's it. a lot of those math chickens who can do math, and they're at the fair, and they just like <laughs> peck peck down, and they can also tell your fortune. Mm-hmm. Now, have you trained your chickens to do any of those things, doing math or telling your fortune? Uh, I've got them do, uh, doing rocket science right now. Okay, they're actually designing a rocket that will take them into outer space, and hopefully, the sooner the better. Where uh, where are they going in space? I don't give a shit. All right, don't send them to Mars though, because uh, recently, uh, and and you know there may still be water on Mars. Yeah. But where they thought there was water on Mars, it looks now like it was just sand moving like it was water. Oh. And they made a mistake. That was tinfoil. Mm, there you go. Uh, it's just a, just a shame because you know you go all the way up to Mars and like expecting a nice little bit of water and then it's like more sand and like shit. <laughs> who? This was a waste of time. Who who's going to Mars expecting water? Uh, people that uh, they thought there was water on Mars, and they, it still might. There still might be some water. There might be water, but uh, it was the... it was water. It there's was no sand. surface water, right? No, but it looked like it looked like there was. Uh, it looked like there was. Uh, it looked like there was something moving like water, and so they double checked, and yeah. it turned out it was sand. It was moving like water, like a big fucking liar. It was. It was a fucking mirage. It was a space mirage. It's not. It's not just that. It's time that scientists got the shit together, right? Quit mm-hmm. fucking around. Yeah. And get your shit together. Right. <laughs> So we should be telling scientists. Yeah, there was the one Canadian that made that whatever that uh, big cancer discovery this this week. But aside from that, get your shit together. Except for yeah. her, she's fine. The yeah. rest of you, shit together. Was it, was it more more genetic stuff? It was uh, it was a uh, it was a DNA marker situation oh, that can stop the. Oh no, nah. it is not. No, it's pretty good. This Forget about a, it. No, it's a pretty good one. Nah. So uh, if you're looking for something to be thankful for this uh, Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving that passed, yeah, uh, Canadians they're doing cancer research. They're pretty good. Also, my we're pretty uh, ad- we're pretty advanced in our cancer. We research, are pretty actually. good. Yeah, we uh, have that, that. we have Terry Fox to thank for that, of course, because that foundation has raised a gajillion dollars, and that's all been poured into cancer research. And do we thank Steve Fonu as well, or do we just leave him in the mud? <laughs> well, since he put himself in the mud, oh. He bought his own mud, <laughs> covered himself in mud. So it's yeah. hard. It's hard. I mean, he raised money. Let's go. He raised like at least a million bucks. Yeah, pretty good. But I don't. He didn't have the legacy of a Terry Fox, obviously. That no, ca- continues of on because he, he did the same thing as Terry Fox. Mm-hmm. He finished the Terry Fox thing. Well, yeah. he did. He just duplicated it. Yeah. But you know, completed it because mm-hmm. his dad made him, and then he he just became himself afterwards, and there was troubles, and it's like just. <laughs> End the story now. Yeah. Just end the story. What happened then? Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's okay. Just that's where it sure. happened. And so there you go. And there you go. Mm. Anyway, that's Canadian back padding and Canadian uh, throwing uh, some of our former heroes under the bus, which is what we do in Canada. Uh, to our American sure listeners, do. I hope you did have a uh, delightful uh, Thanksgiving uh, and uh, you, you know had a little a nice, late. I hope you had it. Mm. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> This is like a couple I've of days later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, did you do you celebrate American Thanksgiving as a no. partial American? No. Okay. 
No, I already had my turkey in in October, and I will have it again at Christmas. And to be honest with you, that is enough turkey mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I like turkey all right, but, you know, keep it to a minimum. Uh, I get that it's a dark time of the year, and we need as many things to lift us up as possible. So uh, I'm not against it, but it feels like those two holidays are a little too similar. We've talked about, oh, th- thanks, our Thanksgiving and their Thanksgiving? Uh, no, I think like... Very, our, very no, similar. I th- no, I'm saying like, uh, I think the Thanksgiving... Uh, yeah. Dinner and 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 uh, and and Christmas dinner are too similar. I like something like a crazy uh, Halloween. Like Halloween's great because Halloween you dress up. I really like Halloween. It can be sexy. It can be for sure. the kids. There's candy involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, crafting. There's a lot of fun. <laughs> I think what you need is there's uh, Christmas crafting too. But okay, there is Christmas. You're right. Christmas does have the crafting element. And it's got lots but of I think cookies like, and and yeah. things associated with yeah, it. Yeah, but I think like you know I like yeah, all that stuff. Pepper this time of year. You know, with uh, that kind of stuff where you're making things or what have have you thanksgiving is a little bit of a pressure family holiday though because you don't have anything to do there's no activity well if you're american then i think you're supposed to watch football all day long right so you just turn on the tv and then you just you eat a lot of turkey yeah and then you watch the the what's it the detroit lions play another team i think because right. they traditionally Cause detroit is famous for its lions well they traditionally that's get where lions that's come why from that's America, why exactly detroit they uh i think it was lions of industry sir it's a okay. metaphor. Sure. Anyway, they traditionally get the Thanksgiving uh, broadcast. Mm-hmm. I like, okay, I'll give you this. I, do you I know like, why? No, please tell me. Rich people. Love it. Uh, you know what I do like? I do like the Macy's Day Parade. I like that. I like a bunch you of... You can watch that too. Giant balloons. Yep, you can see Bullwinkle and your kids can say, who is that? Right. You know, they'll have... Uh, Bullwinkle sounds like it was a slang term for a penis. It was. Since Bullwinkle. Yeah. You're right. Doesn't it? It was. It's a guy's uh, Rocky uh, and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That all makes sense. Mm. Uh, it's like when we talk about sad sack is short for sad sack of shit. Uh, here's here's a little uh, Macy's Thanksgiving <laughs> okay. uh, thing. Uh, oh, we got some trivia? Yeah, I got some trivia for you. Let's see if you can guess what this is. Okay. They had uh, an animal that was a giant balloon. Okay. Okay. And they didn't want to store it anymore. They were going to retire it. Uh-huh. Uh, but they didn't want to store it because it would just take too much money to store it. They just set it free. What was the giant animal that they set free uh, as soon as it just released it was the a, rope? You said it was a bird. It was not a bird. Oh, it wasn't a bird. I it thought you said it was a bird. No, it was an animal, though. It was an animal. And they re- and released it, and this was in the late 20s. In the 20s? It was in the late 20s, and they just released it because they were like, we're done with this one. We don't need it anymore. What are we going to do? Store it? No. It's too big. <laughs> it's too much space. Just let it go. Okay. Whoever gets it, gets it. It's theirs. Well, I have no idea. So this just... wasn't a famous one. It was just a generic animal. Generic animal. Was it a was it a mouse? You're right. It was a dachshund. It was a dachshund. It was a dachshund oh. that they released. So there was a dachshund that just went floating over New York City. Yeah, yeah. Into I don't know where it landed. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Probably killed just, some fish. It probably draped itself over a building. Something. Yeah. Wow, that was silly. That makes me think of that scene from from one of my favorite Woody Allen films where they go into the warehouse storing all the. Uh... Which one was that? Which film was that? It was Black and White. Manhattan. Starred Mary Farrow, and Woody Allen. Alice? He is a failed... No. He is not a very good agent. Shadows and Fog? He's not a very good... He's a talent agent. Uh, Broadway is, Danny Rose? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Good stuff. Are those the only three uh, black and white Woody Allen films? Manhattan, Zellig. Shadows and Fog, uh, Broadway Dan- Wait. Is all of Zellig in black and white? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they can match it to the... to the. Uh, What's your favorite uh, Woody Allen film? I'm going to probably go with Zellig myself. I'm probably actually... If I was like... Being pressured, I, would, I am I pressuring to, you. I'd Tell me. Say, Here's the pressure. Do it. Five, can four, we three, can two. We choose different pressuring eras? you. Pressuring can we choose you. Different eras? No pressuring you. Five, Man- Manhattan. four, Manhattan. What's it? Manhattan. Manhattan. All right, very good. 
I think it's most. We both sustained. picked black and white ones, but I really like Broadway Daniel Rose as well. I think that's a very, very two good black, film. all black and white ones. I don't mind black, black and white. I think black and white is as a is a lost film, mm-hmm. uh, um, not lost film, but lost. What's the word? Aesthetic. Medium. That's an aesthetic, you know. Like right. I think, you know, it's, I think it's sad that you know people we're so people are so barbaric that we just want color films all the time. Like we're not. Not, not Let me ask you this. You talked a little bit last week about uh, seeing uh, I Love You, Daddy, the Louis C.K. Uh, movie that uh, was uh, stopped from being in theaters. Mm-hmm. But uh, you saw a screener somehow. We don't know how. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, so lucky, it was in black and white. Was that in modern day or was that old timey film? It was modern day. Oh, modern there, day black and white film. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. And there were there were like retro elements to it. Uh, in terms of like the music and 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 the the how the you know the, the font on the screen and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, in a way I thought he was like kind of creating his own aesthetic. Like it, you know, if if um, you know, I, maybe it's not going to happen now, but if he was going to make like a series of films in sort of a Woody Allen way, that he could kind of get a a yearly film or a, bi- a bi-yearly. Is that would that be twice a year or tw- once every two this years? This is a convu- the the bi situation. Yeah, I don't when know. It comes it's, to a biannual, <laughs> bi-monthly. Yeah, brother, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. to tell you. I remember when there was a bi-monthly comic. Uh, it was out every two months. Okay, I can tell you that much. So let's say bi-yearly. But anyway, so but you know, so he would create his own kind of aesthetic. So the films would have like that as their calling card. That kind of you know this sort of look of the font of it and the the music and stuff like that. And the music. It was old fashioned, but it wasn't like Woody Allen old fashioned. It wasn't like Dixieland jazz kind of stuff playing. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, more like really lush movie music from that time, from that you know sort of forties, fifties time period. And then the writing on the screen was very much of, of a nineteen forties style with you know the big kind of sort of handwritten font, but then it's that it also has like a shadow behind it or whatever you know. So it's kind of like like it's coming towards you sort of yeah. thing. You know you know what I mean. And so far, let me just say, everyone I know who has seen it has liked it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I, everyone, I, almost all the critics that I've read have not liked it, but have been like very, very dismissive of it, obviously because of circumstances. But people I think who circumstances have seen, and, people and who have, subject yeah, matter and subject matter. Uh, do you think that it was inappropriate subject matter? We didn't really get into it last week. I know, but we talked a little bit about it, and I feel I do feel that people of a certain type, and I think you find this type of person reviewing movies are very dismissive of. Well, people who are wealthy, you know, so automatically, if you're wealthy, you don't deserve our pity or our interest mm-hmm. because you you already are entitled and you have so much attention anyway. So screw you. To recap last last week's discussion, I kind of compared it to almost doing things about the gods. It's like people that are so above yeah. that, then you would t- you you would like teach a lesson through I this guess, extreme. But it's not it's not really like that. I mean, I mean, what isn't it? What it's saying actually is, hey. People have money, but they still are people. Like everyone has problems. Like the idea that the kind of infantile idea that you're going to like solve all your problems by having a bunch of money fall in your lap isn't really isn't a realistic view of of what life is like. Because right. it doesn't matter where you are in your what you earn, you're still dealing with the fact that you know you're a jerk, or you yeah, or you can't you feel like you're a jerk. This isn't like a, this isn't a political thing, but just look at like even before he was like uh, president. Uh, Trump was a miserable sack of shit. That guy just didn't seem happy, right? Like he never seemed happy. You think mm-hmm. like, well, you got it all. Yeah, you could live wherever you want. You could go anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, uh, you're dating beautiful people, and <laughs> you're going to all the things. Yeah. You got all the money. You uh, you're the best food, even though you eat the shit food. Uh, the best food, the best everything. Yeah. So you must be happy. No, no dice. Like the guy was just always seemed to like well, have like rocks in his shoes. Yeah, like, it was always cranky. 
and well, most pe- most rich people seem to be generally like that. Seem to be uh, real cranky bums, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Well, but- there's that interesting element of Met- the Whit Stillman film Metropolitan, where it's dealing with young people who are leaving their equivalent of high sc- rich people high school, you know, mm-hmm. sort of prep schools and stuff like that, in between prep and going on to, co- on to college, and they're having their debutante season. And this film is takes place in the late seventies. Um, you know, it was made on such a low budget. They really couldn't like put too many markers in to identify when it was happening. But, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the Deb season, that was sort of the near the end of that, that as a thing. But they're still facing like the pressures of of their 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 milieu, you know, like and there's one character who's like obsessed with the idea that they're all doomed to fail. They're all doomed they'll never live up to their parents. Sure. Uh, what their parents, you know, achieved to bring, you know, to give them this life that they lived, that all of them will sink, you know, in in social standing. And it, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, I don't know. But, you know, like those, so there's different sort of pressures that people have to deal with. You know, maybe it, we're, maybe we're not unsympathetic to this idea that, oh, poor boy, poor babies, you know, they're sitting in their tuxedos feeling sorry for themselves or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. but wherever you are in life, you know, like, if you were really, really poor and you couldn't even afford a bus ride, you might think that, boy, if I could afford to get on the bus or if I could afford a car, my life would be way better. Yeah. And then you get a car and then you just have a whole other series of problems that you didn't anticipate. You know, it, More money doesn't make your life automatically better. No, and you come along with the ride always too. So, <laughs> you know, the, the problems you've got as a person yeah, come along. That's right. And exactly. often get magnified. But I think like when I see like a Woody Allen-ish uh, movie or something of that yeah. genre where it's like richy, rich folks, is, <laughs> is I think normally the thing isn't about money. It's not about money. No. So what you do is you strip that away and go like, okay, you don't have those those problems. So we're just going to deal with the relationships or whatever's going on mm-hmm. here and you mm-hmm. don't go with okay so why isn't the person going to a job in the morning well, you don't you're doing whatever the thing is so like they're going for a coffee or they're walking to the park or they're going to a museum or they're going to this thing and we're just dealing with the relationship it strips everything else away when you go money's not a problem yeah take it away that's gone so now that that's gone here we are and we're presented with you know uh the emotional things that everyone mm-hmm. goes through and you know you'll be jealous you'll be you'll be worried you'll think you're not enough not for money but for you know as a person yeah you know are you admired are you respected most, most Woody Allen films the characters have jobs they might be different sort of jobs than we would have but, but... they're jobs that give them the freedom to basically do what they want like they could at the drop of a hat go to Maybe. Paris they could at the drop of a hat not like... always it depends on the it depends on the film for them I mean okay you look at uh whatever um what was the what was the one that won all the awards recently? Blue, uh, jazz, not blue jasmine. Uh, it was the it was the one that mm-hmm. you know what I'm I know talking the one about. Basically, the one that was uh, Streetcar with, Named with, Desire. What the one with Kate Blanchett? Yes. Yeah. Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. Yeah, it was basically Streetcar Named Desire. She was basically Blanche Dubois. Okay. Uh, you know, like what would her later years be like? They would be like <laughs> this. She was someone who was living a fantasy life yeah. of what she was, but okay. that wasn't what she was. And here are the people who are actually working for a living. Yeah. You know, and uh, she's thinking she's above them, but she's not. Yeah. So that was a very different film to something like, you know, like the Woody Allen films that start with, you know, he's coming to town. What have you heard about him? Well, he's the most respected teacher in all of the blah, 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 all this Hmm. stuff. And then, okay, that begins. And then there's going to be a relationship that's going to be starting with him and someone else. And there's going to be... But I don't know. You have films like... the Purple Rose of Cairo, where right, people are dealing with films. their dealing with this n- normal life during the Depression or whatever, or a film like Manhattan, where yes, the characters are, you know, he's a television writer, mm-hmm. he's writing for like a Saturday Night Live type show that he hates. Uh, Diane Keaton is a is some sort of 
book review or whatever, but there's a scene where she's writing a, a novelization of a movie just to make some quick money, mm-hmm. you know, and so obviously they have to work. They can't just sit around, you know, they have to pay for their expensive New York apartments. Mm-hmm. Annie Hall, he's a stand-up comic, um, which is you know, mostly autobiographical, that film. But, right. you know, even Sleeper, they he's have- a veg- he was a... He was a ran a vegetarian store, right, mm-hmm. uh, or a health food store, or whatever. And take the money and run. He's the working class bank robber, right? Those are the those are the early early ones. I guess but I think as at... you go through time, yeah, because his life has has been more and more removed from his roots as that a you write about his working class know. roots. Yeah, now he's more his characters are living in more of an airy fairy sort of place where there's you know he's a magician who just comes to this country house for the weekend that's and, right you know he's the most admired magician in all the books. okay fine. okay <laughs> i forget what the one i saw like fairly recently but yeah it started off with all this exposition of the character who's about to show up and it was all the normal uh. things that you would get like if you were to write like what's a woody allen uh, movie character like here they all are and people were just like saying them yeah, out loud just... and it felt like maybe he was just trying to get that all out of the way so he could just get to the get to the film and didn't have to like yeah. set it up you know, didn't have to have the characters acting it out. Mm-hmm. It's not a great idea to have your characters just say, this house is haunted as fuck. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> this happened, this happened, this happened. Now move in. So yeah. we don't have to show you all that stuff right off the top. Yeah. You know, his films are, they are what they are. I would like to see him do a haunted house movie now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, like a straight uh, horror movie. Yeah, it would have been, oh, straight horror. I was going to, because he would have been, he would be so like influenced by, because like, as he said, he was so influenced by Bob Hope. He would, just, mm-hmm. he would do like Ghostbusters. Yeah, he would do yeah. like a good, uh, good scare. Well, the original Ghostbusters. Not yeah, yeah. The... Uh, there uh, was it actually called Ghostbusters, or was yeah. it called something similar? No, Ghost right. Space Busters. Very good, I believe. The, you can correct me. Oh, that reminds me of a correction from oh, la- please, please the embarrassing correction. correction from last week. I thought was pretty funny because, of course, uh, as I think it was. Uh, as you remember, the, uh, the third dragon, Ina Matsumoto, Nina, was, uh, Nina was on the was show, here. and uh, it was a, sort of as La Rochefoucauld said, uh, "L'esprit d'escalier, a staircase wit." Uh, what you that comeback that you think of after you've left the party and you're oh, walking down the right? stairs, you're like, yeah. oh. and it was for me. This was uh, we we're talking about songs from uh, with tooths on, and I, when we were talking about, it, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm thinking, ah, there's a song, not the Steve Miller one, but there's another song, and I can't think of what it is, but oh well, we'll just carry on with the conversation. And then when I was editing the show, I, we started talking about it, and I was like, oh, get back. And then uh, I was like, that's embarrassing. I should maybe write a little correction. Like, like, now I remember, get back. You, and you saw that Nina wrote and then, get back. Thing. Yeah, I didn't bother writing it in my show thing. And I thought, well, people, people will want to correct me. So that, that will give them some fun. I never thought I'd get, I never thought the third dragon would call me out, though. <laughs> I feel like I was betrayed. And then after that, Louise Moon uh, did a nice little uh, poem about uh, Nina Matsumoto's she did. That name. Was, that was very nice Fantastic. as well. Fantastic. So if people want to see if, that. If you're not checking out SneakyDragon.com, you're missing out on poetry. You're yep. missing out on Dave getting taken down a notch. <laughs> so many things. Dave, Check it out. Quote, unquote, world-renowned Beatles expert. And if you go unquote. to uh, Sneaky Dragon Facebook page, I just put up a video about uh, the history of uh, Dad Rock. So, oh, uh, what's Dad Rock? Dad Rock is uh, kind of like Steely Dan, that kind of thing. Wasn't that Yacht Rock? Oh, Dave, you should watch this video. I and will. We should have a discussion about I it. I will. I should watch it. You could Darn even it. like watch it during uh, after this show, and we could talk about it maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about next it next show. Next show, yeah, yeah, I will. I'll tell you guys a secret. Don't uh, tell it secrets. All right, I'm gonna tell you a secret, and Dave can try and don't, edit it out. Don't don't tell me though. You can tell them. Don't tell me. Okay. What Dave doesn't know is I'm not here next week. Because I'm going, uh, I'm going to Hawaii because I've had enough of this uh, darkness, um, and so we're recording two you. shows in a row uh, mm-hmm. this evening. Yeah. So we will have time probably to for you to yeah, listen to the, or watch this video and then uh, go on for next. Speaking, think, 
kind of going back because you were saying dad rock kind of, kind of going get back, back to by our, the way yes get back that was uh, that was a song. song jojo was a man thought he was a loner yeah was he a loner though i don't know he, well, he went back it, look, somewhere look it up. <laughs> by the way if you want to know more about the beatles you should listen to completely beatles Dave. completely beatles it was a it was a podcast that was done by two young men back when they were young men <laughs> back when they were young and men. it's available still on itunes uh, and i think we're still paying for that Several so, times. We're still paying for <laughs> I think we're still paying for the storage space or some stuff. So please listen to it. Yeah. Otherwise. We're always paying for those things. But it's okay. I think that show has paid for itself. Mm-hmm. In, in spades. Mm-hmm. It's brought at least four listeners to the show. Yep. Um, I'd say I would call them the Fab Four listeners. There you go. Which one's Ringo? Uh, the, the one that replaced the other one. Okay. <laughs> the, the original. There <laughs> the was actually five. One got tired of this show. <laughs> and who can blame him? Yeah. Left on. But no, I was going to say about Dad Rock, which, because we were talking about the mixtapes. And that's basically what my daughters grew up listening to in the, in, when they went with me anywhere was mixtapes. Cause I had a, an older truck, older than me truck, and not really, but I had an older truck and, uh, I just had a cassette deck in it and I would make my own mixtapes and then that would be what we would listen to. And I was listening to something recently and someone was talking about, you know, how, you know, uh, great uh, up to age six or whatever, you know, your most formative years and, you know, what you, uh, you, you know, uh, get exposed to music and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, the girls grew up basically at that time period, only listening to like the Holy Motor Rounders, <laughs> Michael Hurley, Jeffrey Frederick and the Clown Tones. And that was their formative, that was their formative. So sorry, girls. I feel like I was almost, a, almost child abuse, just making people kids listen to the same, same music over and over again. Mary as a little girl, um, one time she started singing this song. And I'm going to imitate her. Please do. Sorry, Mary. For this. Right. But when Mary was little, this to, just to make it clear, um, she was a little girl. She could not say uh, k sounds. She okay. would make k sounds, so she would just turn into a t sound. Well, it would be really hard if she, as a little girl, wanted to join the Ku Klux Klan. She also couldn't say that, R. Yeah. Okay, sorry. What would the Ku Klux Klan be? Ku Klux Tan. <laughs> so cute. And she couldn't say racism either, apparently. That would be apparently. so cute. Yeah. Racism. <laughs> I mean, suddenly it's like the most cute organization in the world. Right. Um, she, uh, so she was, we were driving in the car one time and I didn't have the, the tape on for whatever reason. And she started going, Poteen Mara, ate a sack of poet and tuga, quawing out of the pond to the weeds to die, rowing his eyes. Eyes, which was this Michael Hurley song called Eyes, Eyes. Yeah. And it's Protein Monster, ate a sack of poison sugar. <laughs> Crawling out of the barn to the weeds to die, rolling his eyes, eyes. And I thought, I've ruined my daughter. <laughs> she was like two or three years old when she was singing this song. Mm-hmm. It was the time you got just open the amazing. door, like let her out the side of the road. Right. Move on. Please get a second be daughter. Free. Go. <laughs> yeah. I've killed you. I've killed your life. Take her to that farm upstate. <laughs> Find another family who will heal you. Uh, a top yeah. forty family. A top forty family who will play play music. Yeah, and that's just another story. Uh, Eve. Well, yes, Eve went to a party one time uh, at a girl's house, and she got there a little late, and the mom was like, oh, Eve, hi, and the girls are downstairs, and she went downstairs, and then just as she got downstairs, uh, this um, song by, uh, I can't think of her name now. Faith uh, Hill? No, no, but close, but a Canadian. Okay. Uh, Canadian uh, country western singer who... Diane Krall? That's a jazz singer. I don't know. Yes, you do. You know who I'm talking about. People you know who I'm talking about are there, right? Man, I feel like a woman. Okay. You know that? Oh, oh! You were talking about the singer. I thought you were just saying how you felt. <laughs> I was I'm, like, "Good for I'm you." I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. I feel like a woman. Whoa! No, what's that uh, mean? <laughs> you know who I mean, right? 
Probably, but I don't know who you're talking about. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, she's like name. a big, t- big time star. Is it "Man, I Feel Like a Woman"? That was the name of the song. All right, let's look. It was like, but anyway, so this song started playing, and all the girls in the in the room just like erupted into excitement at this song. And Eve was just like, "What? What is? I never heard this song before, Dad." Okay, everyone's gonna "Man, I Feel Like a Woman." Shania Twain. Shania Twain. There, there you, you are. Yeah. Oh, she's Canadian. I didn't know that. You didn't know she was Canadian? I don't know. No. What? No. Thunder Bay. Oh man, there's a lot of people from Thunder Bay. Terry Fox was. Uh, no, he didn't. No, he wasn't. He was from here. No, no that's where the Marathon <laughs> of Hope ended. That's, where the, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to bring up. Paul Schaefer. Yep, from Thunder Bay. Was from Thunder Bay. Uh, I wrote a joke about Thunder Bay once on uh, Street Sense that got most more hate mail than anything else. Oh, what was the, the joke? Let's get some more hate mail for ourselves. Oh, it was just uh, basically, basically, I just had a character. Uh, uh, get off the bus too soon and end up in Thunder Bay, and it was just one shack with Thunder Bay written on it, like sideways. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, we all enjoyed the joke in the room, sure. and uh, the joke yeah. did not play well did not to play well. Canada. No. To all of Canada, all of Canada went no. Really? Yeah, they all got together. <laughs> uh, Quebec was thinking of separating, and they uh, said, "You know what? Let's unify." Just, Let's unify just, 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 to, for this just joke. to say this joke is well, not you, good. You save Canada. With that joke. Thank you very much. You know, maybe we would be two, dis- two separate, two distinct countries now. Could be. Huh. That was, wow. Yeah. Good, good for you. Thunder Bay is very sensitive about, oh, uh, Alan Thicke as well from Thunder Bay. Hmm. Was from Thunder Bay. Yeah. He has since passed away. Yes. It's not that Thunder Bay got worse <laughs> since then. Uh, it's Thunder Bay, uh, Alan Thicke, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's other people from Thunder Bay. A surprising amount of people. But let me just say the one thing about the people who came from Thunder Bay. Yeah. They all left Thunder Bay. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know they're from Thunder Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I've never been there. Have you been to Thunder Bay? No. I'll tell you. Let me tell you this though. Yeah. I'm from Greenfield Park, and if you look on the uh, like the Wikipedia page for Greenfield Park, okay. and it's like famous people from Greenfield Park. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of the famous people from Greenfield oh, nice. Park, and I did not put my own name down there, so that was nice. I don't. Are you sure you didn't? I am pretty sure I didn't. Okay. You can't do that, right? You can't add yourself to things. Yes, you, of course you can, but you shouldn't. Oh, okay. It's it's uh, uncouth. Mm, it's uncouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it must be gentlemanly in one's wiki. Yeah, Alicia Cuthbert, she's also there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there. I've heard I, of her. I worked with her on uh, Popular Mechanics for Kids back in the day. Yep. She's since gone on to do much better things. Um, <laughs> and then there's other people, mostly hockey players. Big bunch of hockey players. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be most, well, I shouldn't say most, but look, a lot of towns. If you go to any small, look, Thunder Bay any probably... small town mm-hmm. into Wikipedia, and it's like famous people from that town. Yeah. Hockey players. Hockey players. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. very Well, what else Canadian. is there to do there? They have, ah. it's a culture for one thing. It's ar- it's already there yeah. to play hockey in those places. To be fair, if you do, we're in Quebec, uh, something you could do is get into the film industry because they actually have one. They have an entertainment industry there sure. that makes money for itself yep. in a way yep. that somehow the rest of Canada can't ever look at or get. <laughs> it's, it's like whenever whenever yeah. America goes, you know, we can't have single-payer health care. There's no way. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, you know, Canada does it. Yeah, yeah we can't do it. <laughs> and same thing with the rest of Canada and Quebec. is like, well, yeah. there's no way the film industry can be self-supportive. Sure. Uh, well, wait, Quebec does it. And nothing we can do. It's like, well, look and just do the same shit. You know the reason for that, right? Because they're French. No, well, I know they're friends, but because and so, why and so we they're can't. sexier than us, That's and so their true. films are sexier, and mm. more people want to go see them because yeah. they speak sexy French. Smoking makes you sexy. It kind of does until it doesn't. Yeah, but when you're young, it's great. Yeah, when you're young, it does make you look pretty. Is great. like a young, a young woman with one of those really long cigarettes? Yeah. It's better in film that you don't have to smell it or her. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, if films were in smell vision, <laughs> though back like in the it. day you smoked in movie theaters anyway. Yes. So what does it matter? That's true. 
Okay, but what is the reason that the Quebec film industry is so? Well, the, the reason the Quebec industry does way better. You, do you know that back in, in the days of Mackenzie King, Canada did have a nascent uh, entertainment industry, a movie, a film industry. Okay, Hollywood didn't want us to have it, and basically, it bought off Canada to shut down its own film industry. I did not know this. This is a good story. It, Tell it. It promised us a certain amount of Canadiana in movies. Uh, which didn't come apart, but anyway, they totally reneged on that. There was a yeah. few movies, you know, like, uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Everything's coming up Banff. And, yeah. uh, Sherlock Holmes did go to Canada. And it's, that's true. And there's that great movie, 49th Parallel, the, uh, Michael, uh, I believe it was directed by Michael Powell. Okay. With Laurence Olivier as a, as a French Canadian. <laughs> Have you ever seen 49th Parallel? It's about Nazis no. who, uh, they, uh, their submarine crashes in, uh, or, runs aground or whatever and they have to escape down through Ontario or through Quebec and Ontario oh, nice. and then cross into the United States to carry on their nefarious plans and, and Canadian plucky Canadians stop them what's the uh, is it Sergeant York actually they go all the way across Sorry. Canada now that I think about it I all think right. they like stay with Hatterites in Manitoba and then they like go across to Alberta and do stuff and in Alberta what year was this it was be- well before the war had broke out everywhere so I guess probably mm. during like it probably would have been made after Dunkirk, let's say, okay. but before like the 41. So before like the general kind of exploding outburst. Nice. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good film. It's actually quite quite a good film. Okay. Very good. I'm going to recommend this? it. Sergeant Preston of the Mounties. Was that an American thing? Sergeant or was Preston that... of the Yukon? Yeah. 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 That was an American thing. Yes. Yeah, it was. So yeah, there was little little things like that. It's sort of, but so this was a way, so because they didn't want Canada to compete against Hollywood. So they bought us off. And so I think that that... That, that element that, that is still the case. So, you know, we will send a certain amount of industry, you know, a certain amount of Hollywood north your way. Yeah. As long as you guys don't start making a lot of movies, hmm. you know, so you can have like a, you can have your silly little, you know, independent films and stuff like that, but not, you know, putting a lot of money in it and not having big budget and stuff like that. I think it, I don't know if it'll ever change. I mean, Canada, the problem for Canada, obviously, you know, and Quebec is a, Quebec is a different situation because Quebec, it's French speaking and it's a small, relatively small area of French speakingness. Whereas the English speaking Canada is a big spread out thing. Right. Of, let's say, let's say maybe there's what, 5 million people in Quebec, would you say? Sounds about right. So okay. maybe, so the rest of Canada sure. is, you know, 25 million people spread 4,000 miles wide. That's a hard market to, to be part of, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier, it's easier to have a British film industry, let's say, even though theirs isn't great in terms of, you know, financing and whatnot, because you have 50 million people in a place the size of British Columbia, whereas here in, in uh, Canada, we have 25 million people spread across the sp- you know, space of six or seven Great Britons. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a lot different. I was trying to find, uh, sorry, uh, speaking of Canada stuff, and uh, what better to do on American Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, uh, I put up a picture of um, the Friendly Giant on yes. my Facebook page. Love and that it show. got quite a bit of response. And oh, really? From yeah. some of our listeners as well. What did they uh, say? Uh, who's, Who that? Is a friend who's that? Who's <laughs> that? Who's that? And what terrible look... Oh, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll explain it first. Okay. First of all, I went like, you know, I uh, I, I don't care for jazz. And uh, in, in many ways, I think I blame these cats for that. Mm. And what it was was a picture of the friendly giant. Yeah. Uh, his partner's uh, Jerome the Jerome, giraffe, giraffe, Rusty the rooster. Rusty the rooster. And there was two cats in his satchel. that would come and play uh, what I remember being jazz music. Some people since have said folk music. Yeah, I think mostly I, it was folk music on that show. Wow, but. I'm just remembering it being uh, jazz, but okay. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe you're getting it confused with Elwood Glover, the Elwood Glover there show. There was also that came a couple after. of raccoons that would sometimes come and jam with them. Perhaps I... they were the jazz raccoons. Uh, but. <laughs> But, uh, that is terrible. But I, uh, terrible. What I Oof. 
what I do okay. remember is uh, love. I love the Friendly Giant. I love sure the ones reading stories. I loved every element about it. Yep. And then they brought those fucking cats on, <laughs> and I just hated it. I don't remember the cats. Couldn't stand it. It was like with Mr. Dress Up, whenever the mime would show up, and it was Poco the mime, and the mime would come up, and it would just be, fuck this. Or uh, a woman with a guitar, who I found out later, I believe, was Buffy St. Marie quite often. Uh, she would come and visit. Or Mr. Dress Up. Yeah, Mr. Dress Up. I, I know did... she was on Sesame Street. I liked her a lot. She was, once in a while, she would show up on, uh, I believe, on Mr. Dress Up. There's another woman, too, Susan, who would sometimes play guitar. I hated that as well. Why? Because uh, music was just like. You uh, don't like music. Uh, I, back then, no. It took up valuable things I enjoyed time okay. from the show. Yeah. Uh, and so, anyway, I put up this thing of the Friendly Giant, and, uh, you know, a lot of people responded to this. Yes, uh, yeah. And then uh, we had a couple of Americans going, What the heck's that? And it's like, It's a Friendly Giant. Then they watched the Friendly Giant, then, What the heck's that? <laughs> and uh, objected to the badly put together cat puppets. They did oh. not think they looked like cats. Well, whatever. I know. Whatever indeed, sir. Have they seen Mr. Rogers? Those puppets are grotesque as well. There, there is some grotesquery. Lady Elaine, Whew. that is interesting. That is that is as close to a drag character as you can get, right? <laughs> yes. Like it's a really good drag character that yeah. Mister Rogers. I remember yeah. once when he showed that he did all the voices, and that mm. blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. She, that's a pretty good, pretty good. If you just do up the makeup, go out with that. <laughs> it's not bad. Good, give it a shot if you want. Um, but uh, where I was going with the Friendly Giant thing yeah. was there's been a, a list out recently where it was like the, the most Canadian thing or the best Canadian thing. Okay. And it's now come down to and things like Friendly Giant Ron, Mr. Sure. Dress Up, sure. SCTV, Street Sense, eh? Eh? Uh, Corner Gas, all this uh, Body Breakers. And it's all come down now to SCTV. Uh, it's come down to, I believe, SCTV and Mr. Dress Up as the final two. Wow. Got to vote on, wow. on those. Yeah, it had to, I'm going to give it to Mr. Dress Up because SCTV is not 100% Canadian. Ah. It had an American cast. Oh, Joe Flaherty. Okay. Are you sure Harold everyone Ramis? in Mr. Dress Up is Canadian? You're making an assumption. Oh, wait. There. Ernie Coombs might be an American, actually, now that I think about it. Well, I remember. Who played Mr. Dress Up? Mr. Dress Up and Mr. Rogers used to be on a show called Butternut Square, I believe. And then they both went their own directions. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers recommended that Ernie Coombs come to Canada. Ah, to do, okay. Now to that you know that, which TV. one are you going to pick? That's off the table. Well, I'll go, I have to go SCTV then because that yeah, show is, that show is well. brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Although Dr. Mr. Dresser was a very great, very good children's show. And it featured one of the things that you love to say, which was that it was the theme was written by a cat walking on a piano. <laughs> um, but uh, The Friendly Giant was also a great show. What was really good about those, well, like The Friendly Giant was that it was 15 minutes. It did not outstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Showed up. and okay, your book. Guys, you have to picture this. This is there's so many great things about it. One was, that was great to me as a kid was that it used miniatures. I loved miniature towns, and so you have like this sweeping shot of a miniature town. And you see this little town, it's a nice little main street and stuff like that. And suddenly, big giant leather boots <laughs> just stand in there. And then this voice, a, a very tr- Ontario voice, by the way, a real Ontario accent. You can kind of hear it in, in Donald Sutherland as well. Mm-hmm. That voice telling you to look way up, way up. Yeah, look up, look way up. And then you How about up. this? I'm pretty friggin' big, eh? Check me out. <laughs> no, that's not a that's not, an, that's not the Ontario accent I'm talking about. That is the rural Ontario accent. This is a different accent. It's oh, jeez, slightly that couldn't be friggin' bigger, eh? It's a it's a different accent. It's uh, it's hard to explain. But anyway, okay. it goes up. Yep. And then there he is. He talks to you, and then he brings you. I think he says, "Let's go to the castle," right? And then it cuts to. Cl- I'll, I'll let the I'll, I'll lower the drawbridge and let you in. Yeah, and then it cuts to like the little yeah. Which is a song. song. 
It's not. I don't know if it's Claire de Lune. I want to say it's Claire de Lune. That was yeah. my guess too. Yeah. And uh, which so I, I, played which in was recorder. also neat because way way later on uh, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that was the song that triggers uh, Spike and turns him evil. Whenever he heard that song, mm. he would go crazy and uh, start killing uh, people. <laughs> uh, and I was like, did did a Canadian write this? Yeah. Or someone who lived just close enough to the border to have <laughs> yeah, watched yeah, this some, show? Some Detroit person from Detroit. Or something. Yeah. Um, Okay, and so, then, yeah, uh, you cut I'll to lower the, the dra- drawbridge and listen. Wait a second. We cut to a castle. Yeah. Once again, another great miniature. Yeah. And then the music plays. The drawbridge comes down. Yeah. And then you move inside the castle. Right. And then you're inside the castle with the friendly giant, and he has these chairs for you, and he sets them out for you. There's a wooden chair. There's a rocking chair. For two people to to no, oh, no. rocking chair for what? Someone who likes to rock. Oh, for someone who likes to rock. <laughs> And then there's always the double chair, right? For two people who want to cuddle up together or something like that, something or want to like sit that, together yeah. or something. Yeah. It's a bit of a swinger. And he'll situation. put, he'll put, there's a key party, giant <laughs> keys. He'll, then he'll set them out for you around the fireplace. And yeah. then the show starts proper. Then you go back up. But it's so, yeah, you go back up to him, but it's so welcoming because it makes the space for you. Right. As a kid, and you just feel like you're brought into this world. And you're surrounded by two windows. Yeah. And the giraffe's head, Jerome the giraffe can come through either yeah. one of those. Yeah. And then there's a bag hanging off there's the this, wall yeah. that's full of a rooster. <laughs> it's Rusty the rooster. Rusty the rooster. Because it was the same man doing the both puppets. So yeah. he had to be able to stand and do them both. And the, the uh, giraffe uh, mouth really clicked a lot. Click, yes. Click, yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's very pleasing. Right. Yeah, I say. And then they would, uh, Jerome Gir- Giraffe was useless. He did nothing but move his head around yeah. when a song was played. It's so rusty, casual. Rusty. Yeah. What can I say? Just a musical, uh, musical genius. Like what did a, he play? What did Rusty play? I don't know. The triangle? <laughs> he played I think an he instrument. probably did play the triangle. No, he played, he played an actual instrument. I think he played like, didn't he play like, the recorder as well or something like that? What? You had two recorders? <laughs> what would you do that? Like a I, I double know. recorder? Band? I don't know. He played something. I know, because the Friendly Giant would play the recorder and they right. would play songs and they would, and then there'd be some sort of repartee. I don't really, I don't really yeah. know what the show was about. I mean, just as a kid, yeah. you're just enwrapped by the fact you'll that there's a talking giraffe. You'll see how I'm, casual it is. Mm. Like, it's the most casual show. It's just like the giraffe going, hey, friendly, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm doing good. I'm having a good day. How about you? Yeah. Oh, you know, I've been just around about, you know, just. But that's what made it great, though, right? Yeah, it's a good day. Yeah. Do you want to play a song? Sure. What's this song about? Well, I'll tell you what this song is about. Uh, this song is about a donkey. Uh, you know, like just a regular donkey, and just like this, and just, just, just killing time. It's not killing time. Just killing time. It's, it's not, fine. It's casual conversation. But it's not but talking down to you as a kid. It's no, not someone no, going like, "Well, kitties, blah 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 blah." It's yeah. it's all at hey friendly, and then Rusty yeah. was there and was just wanted to read a yeah. read a goddamn book once in a while. <laughs> so you read the uh, read the book, and uh, you know, oh. and then you go so see good. the stupid fucking cats. Who would, so uh, good. I don't remember the cats on the show at all. So either I, I didn't watch it enough. You should watch. You should look at the Sneaky Dragon Facebook page and see those cats. You know what? I just have my memories. I don't need. I don't need reality. Okay. Fuck reality. And then how would the show end? I don't remember at all. The I mean, I do remember with the. You're talking about like the cow. Well, that's the thing. The, the yeah. show would end two two ways. One, the show would end with like, "Well, see you next time," or whatever he said, like yeah. a very gentle way. Yeah, yeah. I got to pull up the drawbridge. So it would shut the doors, and the yeah. doors would say "Friendly Giant." Then the drawbridge would pull up. Yeah. And then Claire de Lune uh, playing again. And then like the moon would slowly rise up, mm-hmm. which also, by the way, was my first hallucination. I would see that moon in my room every night. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, the moon would go up. Yeah. And then yeah, the last thing you'd see is a cow just jumps over the moon like. Uh, a little right. kind of yeah the moon is lit sort of backlit and then the cow is also backlit uh, yeah 
It was all done practical effects, folks. There was no CGI in those days. Canadian kids shows were very gentle. Very gentle, but <laughs> yes. not condescending. No. It wasn't that, you know, hey, kids, how are you? None of that shit. It was yeah. just, hey, what are we doing today? Well, we're <laughs> just going to go down to the yard and uh, yeah. rake some leaves. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go rake some leaves. Yeah. Let's yeah. get that done. All right. <laughs> it snowed today. Yeah. Oh, I better get the shovel out. Yeah. I liked I liked the idea, and I, it's all gone now, of course. But the idea of local television—I mean, that's something that you don't see anymore. Because there was um, there was a show from Seattle hosted by Marnie Nixon, who was a Hollywood. She sang like she didn't act in Hollywood as much, but she did like a lot of like singing for actress actresses who couldn't sing. Okay, like uh, in West Side Story, is, is she this... she sang for she sang for the girl who played the lead lead character maria maria yeah so like so marnie nixon would do the singing for that or she'd do the singing for audrey hepburn or okay. she whatever but then she guess she moved to seattle and she did the show and it was called like dusty's treehouse mm. and there was various puppet animals and stuff like that and she would and of course you had jb patches which was probably like the most iconoclastic uh maybe not i mean i'm sure every city had these kind of really strange very irreverent well, shows rusty the clown is based on a clown from matt Groening's uh childhood called rusty nails Okay, so that would have, been a, the clown. would have been a Portland yeah. uh, kids show. Because basically, J.B. Patches was just was just a, a wrap a wraparound show to do cartoons. Do you think that they just didn't want to spend the money on Bozo? Because Bozo franchised himself. There was the Bozo the Clown show. Yeah. And then uh, if you wanted to, you could pay some money and have a local Bozo. Because it, yeah, it didn't yeah. show that Bozo. It would show whatever local guy would be okay. dressed as Bozo. And uh, maybe they just went, eh, we'll just do our own guy. It's fine. Could be, Got but I mean, there was, those al- Bozo bucks. there was already a history of different characters, like children's characters before J.B. Patches. Mm-hmm. So they had like one who was sort of like a Swedish guy, which kind of... Because there's a big Swedish population, and of in, course, Howdy Doody, and you know, with Buffalo like Bob, you know, you had uh, yeah, there was, was kind of nationally local. syndicated shows, but these are more local, which I'm right. more interested in the local things. That there are was, uh, yeah, there was, uh, and this guy was around for a long time. It was like O'Flanagan or something like that. He was a leprechaun, and he had a pot. It was a big man, you know, and he was like, you would start <laughs> off with him small, dancing on the pot of gold, right? Yeah, and then he'd get big. And, was uh, this local or was this? Yeah, it was, it was local, but I think it was like Ontario local. Okay, but yeah, but you can sometimes see it here because okay. we sometimes get Toronto or yeah. Ontario things. And, they st- and it was airing up until at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so he's dancing on a pot of gold. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he likes to dance on the pot of gold, but he likes to be with you or some shit like that. And then he'd jump and get big. Yeah. And, you know, he's all very active. But then he'd jump and get big. And that would be the old footage of him. <laughs> and then it would be him just as like a, an older gentleman <laughs> who's just walking around. And there's a, a little there's out of breath. A, there's a bunch of kids who are there. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're there. They're there. Like, hey, kids, how y'all doing? Good times. Let's sit down. <laughs> Make sure he sat down. And then, uh, you know, he'd have like some guests, but then it would like, let's go back to that pot of gold. (laughs) Go to the pot of gold. And you watch a cartoon in the pot of gold. Okay. It would just shift to, and it was almost always uh, The New Adventures of Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. which was the uh, Super Marionation or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah, with that really, really. Hey, Pinocchio, Jimmy Cricket. Real rough voice. (laughs) So rough, it almost felt like, doesn't it hurt for you to speak, sir? It seemed like, I think it was Rankin Bass, and I think it was the same voice for the Cricket as in the new adventures of the Wizard of Oz, where he was the voice of the Tin Woodsman, which just hurt my throat to listen to that guy. <laughs> Gene, are they? I was like, okay, 
Stop it. I don't, Stop talking. I do remember the Pinocchio one, but not the... Pinocchio uh, was a happy lad till the day he lost his I do feet. remember that. I don't remember the can, Wizard here's of Oz the, Here's one. the big problem with the, with the theme song, though. Mm-hmm. He can walk and talk and fly, do anything I try. He couldn't fucking fly. <laughs> he had strings. They would lift him up in the air. And... No, 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 no. This was after he <laughs> lost his strings. And it was like he was flying. Mm-hmm. Do anything I try. Yeah. But never, 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 never could he ever tell a lie. Boom. Well, of course, he could tell a lie. His nose would just grow. But the flying thing pissed me off because like you can't fucking fly why you just put that in because it rhymed when i was going through my second childhood in my in my 20s or my late teens when i was going to university you're so burned out from like all the you know all this education right that and doing all the weed right 312 <laughs> am i right <laughs> Three, Woo! 312 Woo, 312 rolling rolling them in anticipation of 420 that's right. uh let's enjoying, roll some enjoying that first guest on price is right 312 <laughs> one hour and eight minutes blaze it um <laughs> the uh no i started watching i would watch all these like on the knowledge network which mm-hmm. was like a local uh for people who don't channel live five. here channel, channel five. five knowledge network it was like a local educational channel right but they would play kids shows and i started watching these kids shows in my like late teens because i was just so like I didn't want to do any thinking. I just wanted to like veg out. or some such. Yeah. Like after you've taken like a giant midterm, you know, or five midterms and written all these papers and stuff like that. And you come home and you're like, let's watch some Ingmar Bergman. No, let's watch, you know, let's watch, uh, you know, Lickety Split, Bob Patrick. You know, let's watch things of that. You know, that's where I saw those. I didn't see those kids. I saw those when I was, you know, fully grown, not fully grown. Well, I guess I was fully grown, not fully matured, but fully grown adult. (laughs) That's, uh, that so, fully mature so, thing hasn't kicked in yet. No, it took me another eight years and has nine it? years. Oh, it hasn't kicked in yet, did oh, you say? Just saying. Have you listened to the show? How Listen dare to you, past sir? episodes. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Um, so I would watch, yeah, and there was one that I loved, which was like a, uh, that sort of stop motion animation called Jeremy. And it was this, and I, I'm I, not familiar I, with I've never this. done like a YouTube search. I should. Um, it was a really good show to someone who's just trying to veg out. It was really good. But Try and find it and put it on uh, it was our serialized. site if you can. Yeah. It was serialized. Oh, so right. actually, like, it wasn't like a back-to-the-beginning show. It carried on like this long story. And I th- believe it was French uh, with, that was, had been dubbed into English. I, was vi- I really enjoyed that show. Strictly speaking, as someone who didn't want to think, it was very good. Nice. It's something that people go through. You know, like, I remember when Lisa was going to university, she went back and started reading all these old Trixie Belden books from her youth. Just because they were just easy to, you know, just mind fodder and you could just like read them, but you didn't have to think about it. You just, because you already spent all this time thinking that you didn't want to like do more thinking. You just wanted to relax your mind. There's a weird thing sometimes where something get mentioned and it's a kid show that I worked on. And you relate to kid shows in a way that you don't relate to anything else, and it'll it'll stop people cold. Mm. Like if they go, like I worked on Street Sense, I worked on here's here's one a weird one. Uh, oh, it's Switchback. Switchback will a yeah. lot of times people are like, oh shit, that I remember that. <laughs> uh, it's like I remember this. Yeah, I was that. What anyway? Uh, but uh, there's one uh, Skinamarink. Yeah, which is so surreal to me because I don't really remember working on it. Okay, but I did. Oh wow! And I, my name's on every episode. Wow! But I, I really didn't that was get Sherry much... Bram and Lois, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our friend uh, Louise Moon, who's been on the show, she wrote for it and actually had a lot more stuff on. Oh, she also wrote for Street Sense, uh, and was one of the main driving forces behind Street Sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't remember much about it, but stuff of mine was on it, and uh, there you go, and it was there, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, people mentioned it as like, oh yeah, that show, my God, we watch that all the time. Oh, mm. I worked on that. Oh. Tell us stories. I know nothing. I got nothing. I got no stories. Here's, here's my story. 
stories. I sent stuff in. Sometimes they bought it. The end. <laughs> That's my old story. I'm sorry. Wow, exciting. Yeah, super exciting. Oh, here was a weird one, too. Mm. Uh, speaking of that, but from more recently, uh, I was uh, Google. I had a Google alert come up for my name because, you know, I do that. Uh, and uh, it was for a Gerald McBoing Boing episode. Oh. And I totally forgot and I worked on that wow, show, too. That's cool. There was an episode of the show that yeah. apparently I wrote that I can't remember at all and watched it and was just no clue. I have a, I have a Google alert for my name as well. Okay. So I've, I've learned all about this doctor, David Dedrick, who lives in the United States. Oh, the murdering doctor. <laughs> He's not a murdering doctor. He's, thank you for the libel case. Let's keep that. Darn you can't sue someone with your own name. Because then it would be Dave Dedrick versus Dave Dedrick, yeah. right? And that'd be too weird. That'd be classic. Because you might actually like give the money to but the wrong person. It'd be Doctor David Dedrick versus Schlub Schlubbo Dave Dedrick. Right. That's a legal term, Schlubbo. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want to say, but yeah, I just find out all about his life. It's quite, it's quite good. The Nothing other, about me. Lots about him. The other uh, Ian Boothby that uh, sometimes comes up, aside from the one from Thor. Thank goodness that that character didn't show up in Thor three. <laughs> That's again my favorite part I was of hoping... Thor three is the lack of uh, Ian <laughs> Boothby of Ian. in it. Uh, was there's a f- uh, fisherman in England oh. does quite well mm. with the big fish. Yeah. That's that's the other Ian Boothby. Huh. And I'm sure they're frustrated when they look up to see their people fish. talking about their fish. Yeah. And uh, this asshole who's doing <laughs> full, a podcast. Full of you. Yeah. You come up faster than them because yeah. you're, you're more sociable. Yeah. But but we're both annoyed with Thor 2's uh, Ian Boothby. Yes. <laughs> when people say that it's the worst of all the Marvel films, yeah. uh, I, I like to say because of the name. Ian Boothby. Yeah. That just throws people off. Even they don't say the full name. They only put it in the credits. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's just Ian in the movie? Or do yeah. they refer to him by his last name? Boothby. No, they just call they just call him Ian. Yeah, but in the credits, he's Ian Boothby. Do you think the person who wrote that was was inspired by you? Oh, listen, there's a long thing behind it. Short answer on that is uh, one of the first writers did work on Simpsons stuff, but they since passed away, so no idea, okay. no clue. Or it could be I just got the most British name in the world, and so you're looking for a generic mm. British type name. You go with that. Wouldn't Basil Boothby more be more British? Basil Boothby? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Remember Basil Brush? There we go. Yes. <laughs> I do remember. Boom, boom. But once again, I don't remember him because he existed in another place. So I remember seeing images of him. Yes. And hearing his name. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what he was or who he did and what, what he sounded like or what his show involved. I do remember, uh, was it Zippy? Yeah. With a zipper he mouth. He had a zipper mouth. And kind of creepy. It was like rainbow something or I don't know what the show was called. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why, why do I remember British shows? It's because, <laughs> Once again... because they were on Knowledge Network and I could just... I know, there's such them. a mix of things, because I grew up in Quebec, uh, that, like, uh, I remember a lot of French-Canadian shows that people don't remember here. Yep. I remember a lot of British shows, because yep. we got, like, the British BBC stuff. Yeah. And uh, I remember a lot of weird local Montreal things that mm. people here don't know, like Magic Tom, the Magic Cowboy, who wow. I went to see at a mall once, and it blew my mind that he could be real. Huh. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I want to do magic because I'm a kid and all kids want to do magic because we know we want to perform in some way, but we don't know how to put it out there. So, so. was his name Magic Tom? Magic Tom. The what? It was a cowboy. That was his uh, bit. Oh, so it wasn't Magic Tom the something cowboy. It was just no, Magic Tom. No, it was just Tom. Magic Tom. Okay. And uh, he had a cowboy hat and he would do really simple tricks mm-hmm. that you could buy at a store yeah. for $10. But, you know, <laughs> you what didn't do you know. care? You're a kid. You didn't know. It's amazing. Hmm. Here's a stick. It's got three handkerchiefs on it. Uh, now that color handkerchief's in the middle. Look at that. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got no basis in reality for this because yeah. there's no such thing as a stick with three handkerchiefs on it. But good. It's magic. Doesn't your dad have one? Yeah. Is this cowboy related? For <laughs> cowboys riding in the Wild West with their stick with three handkerchiefs? Actually, I do very clearly remember an episode of his show where he went to a western town. Okay. Like as in uh, kind of a mock western town. Okay. 
but the other cowboys were not buying his faux cow because he had like <laughs> the fancy cowboy gear, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. magic cowboy, sure. and magic cowboy and tough guy cowboy town. Yeah, different, it was different. a rough, rough time. Rough <laughs> time for Magic Tom. <laughs> Which, in, re- in <laughs> retrospect, I would love to have written something about how he used his magic powers to survive in the tough yeah, magic town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really, really appealed to them. Uh, this is a really threatening situation. Let me bring out my stick with three handkerchiefs on it. <laughs> What's that mean? What's that supposed to <laughs> what be? What does that do? <laughs> yeah. We're all confused. No one's got that. That's not a thing. <laughs> this is a, the, the, you know, the, the tack piano playing, you know, yeah. ding, 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 ding. He walks in the door, it stops. Look, I've got a cowboy hat with a handkerchief staple to it. Okay, now watch this. Wait, why do you have that? What's that supposed to represent? What does that do? Yeah. What is that for? Did you ride here? Just walked. Yeah. Just parked my car. A what? Huh. My big feelings about the leprechaun guy, though, was always just get to the cartoons. Stop with the banter. Mm. I don't want to hear about the kids. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to the kids. I don't care about the kids. Yeah. Let's just get. To you the shouldn't cartoons. have the kids. There shouldn't be kids there, I don't think. I think I think shows that have the kids present it's not as good as a show that just talks to you. Like you don't need kids there. Like yeah. You, you know, like Friendly kids Giant don't didn't know have, why they're doing Friendly it. Giant didn't have kids. Mr. Yeah. Dresser didn't have kids there. You know? David Patchett didn't have kids. He talked to us. Yeah. He read out our birthdays when he read it on the t- his magical T V screen. But he didn't Well when I worked have on Switchback, we didn't have kids. He had there. monsters in the basement. There you are. Uh, we didn't have uh, kids till the last two seasons of the show, and then we had a live audience, and that changed things. And it wasn't that as Street much Sense fun. you're talking about? Uh, no, uh, no, never had a live audience for okay. Street Sense uh, for Switchback. Oh, Switchback, sorry. Yeah, and yeah, it changes the, the idea of the show. Yeah, it changes it. You're doing a little, uh, a little too pandery. You're mm-hmm. a little too, uh, and kids yeah. laugh at weird stuff and at weird times. Sure, it's like our show. It gets all pandery to the audience. Sure, uh, but, but by scared. the way, let me just say, we're scared. I think they're audience. the best damn audience in the world. Pretty good. <laughs> Give it up for yourselves. Come on, guys. Hope you're applauding. Pat yourself in the back. We can't do it for you. I always Pretend it's our hand. By the way, I always hate that when I'm doing a show and someone who's hosting the show does that. Give yourselves a round of applause to the audience. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't make them clap for themselves. That's so ugh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why, why do you object to it? I object to it because why you, you don't clap for yourself. And you, no. hey, everyone, write yourself a thank you note. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. Take it out whenever you need to. Read it out loud. To find out later, good you, people. You, will, you will remember writing it. It'll just be like a little surprise for yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank me. Uh, something that also got uh, it was in that list of Canadian things: Heritage Minutes. I'm going to I'm going to say this to our audience: If you like Friendly Giant, you're like trying to go down that Canadian rabbit hole. Yeah. Because the rabbit hole didn't get opened with mm-hmm. that, and people start posting Second City stuff and yeah. other things. Yeah. Look up Heritage Minutes and learn about Canada mm. in a very condescending how way about, a lot of times. Oh, I was going to say, how about Hinterland Who's Who? That's Hinterland Who's Who also one. was one of the first things to get bombed. I think, I think Hinterland Who's Who went up against Heritage Minutes and Heritage Minutes won. That's bad, but I can see that Hinterland Who's Who is kind of, people don't remember that wonderful little musical Please? piece that, oh, I can't imitate it. Do, wish I could. Do, 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 do. No, you're not getting it at all. No, 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 it's not. Is it's it? more like, do. But I don't remember. No. Well. Yeah, yeah, it went high. It went high. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to look it up on my phone. I'm going to look it up on my phone. We're gonna okay, play. I'm going to go with this. Do, 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 do. For more information better. about the woodchuck, that's a little better. Contact the Canadian government yeah. in Ottawa. Right to P.O. Box. Oh, I don't think there's a P.O. Box. Station A. No, I think you're getting too much address in there. I think it was just basically right to Ottawa and ask about the was woodchuck. 
All right, huh. we're both looking up. Okay. We're both looking up. Hinterland. All right, let's Who's be quiet here? so that we can truncate this silence. Oh, oh we can't because hey, everyone. Here we go. Hit it just came up because I've looked for it a million times. But it needs to be an old one, not a new one. Okay, here's one here. That was exactly what I did. It was not. It was. Do, 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 do. Oh, the second one you did. Yeah, yeah. Not the original one. The original one was totally the same. No, the original one was a disaster. All right, tell me what the first one was. It went like this. Okay. Ian's mad at me now. I'm so mad. I'm now looking up the Friendly Giant theme song. Because we're going down this damn rabbit hole. So many rabbit holes. Yeah, my worry is my worry is by playing the Friendly Giant theme song that uh, that, that what I'm going to get is an ad for something first, like mm. for uh, Tim Hortons. I bet it will be for Tim Hortons. That sounds about so right. So Canadian. Oh wait. Once upon a time, not long ago, not. Oh fuck. <laughs> there wasn't as much swearing. Uh, there, let me, see, let me <laughs> the fix, old, the, let me the fix this up. In the old days, yeah, in, in the old days. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna get. We're gonna get this right, folks. Okay. We're gonna okay. get this right. Yep. We're gonna make this good. Make, here we go. Make it good. All right, all right ready? Make and we're work. gonna go back. Make it work. All right, here we go. We're in the village on a nice peaceful day. Birds singing. Peaceful now, but later it will be a scary place. There will be ghosts and there will be goblins and witches. It's a Halloween one. You know who they'll be. Dressed up because today is Halloween. Tonight is Halloween. There's that big boot. Now look up, way up, and we're on our way to the castle. I'll hurry over first and go in the back door so I can let the drawbridge down and open the big front doors for you. Are you ready? Here's my castle. So Canadian sounding. That's right, Rusty played the harp. Rusty played the harp. And Jerome did absolutely fuck all. <laughs> Lazy ass giraffe. And there we go. All right. See, all right. It Thanks goes for on that. from there. Thanks for that. That guy. was uh, nice and spooky. I didn't expect that. Like, <laughs> but they're, they're, the dead are roaming the streets. What? <laughs> later what on, happened, Friendly? Later on, a zombie outbreak. Well, and by the way, that is, uh, that is a very Canadian word to say right, right off the top. There's that big boot. There's <laughs> a big boot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, immediately, like, oh, it's a Canadian giant. And I like, like, I'm going to go around the back door. Yeah. Well, okay, now, there's a problem I've got with that. Okay, wait. He's got a moat. Does he? Yeah. Does it go all the way around? You never see the back of the castle. He's got a drawbridge. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the moat doesn't go all the way around? No, it's just, it's just like a hat. It's a, a U. It's a U-shaped moat. It's a U-shaped moat. Okay, so okay. he's got a U-shaped moat yeah. with a back door. Yeah. Then why do you have a moat? Then that does nothing if there's a back door. It's just, it's just there for looks. That, by the way, is big it's enough not. for uh, for a giant to go through. Let me just say, let me just say, he's a friendly giant. Yeah. He doesn't want to cut. It, it's just decorative. It's a decorative moat. Why it's not it? meant. It's an ornamental moat. Very popular at that time in the 70s. Why don't you just let me in the back door? A lot door. of people. You're going there. A lot of people would Why dig, we... dig around their house making, making a half ornamental, moat. ornamental moats. Yeah, a half moat that, that does nothing. Have Have a draw. It was in a drawbridge. It was draw. A, draw, a draw driveway. Mm-hmm. The driveway would lower down so they could drive into their carport. He has a lot of security. He's got the he's got the drawbridge that goes down. Yeah. Then the two big doors. Two big that doors that open. open. Doesn't use it very much though. It's like a front door in your house. He uses it every day. How, how often? Every day to let people in. How often do people use their front door? Not very often. They go in through the basement door into their house. True. It's a fact. He goes through the basement door. What are you hiding? Why aren't you going in your front in. door? 
Well, because it's not convenient. It's not convenient. You get out of your car, you go in through the basement door. Uh huh. Dave is in witness. When protection. you come home, yeah. when you come home from school, uh huh. You don't take off your big messy boots in the la- on the front landing. You take them off in the basement where they can dry in the, boot, boot? in the boot room. That's right, yeah. your big boots. So your big boot his room. big boots, which yep. are even more muddy and, and booty, because as we established, uh-huh. it's it's October, so it'll be muddy and rainy. Okay, it's Canada. Am I wrong or am I right? You're you're completely right. Here's the other thing about the friendly giant. If you if you as as we you know as we make our way through to the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> Here's the here's the other thing about the friendly uh, friendly giant yep. is if you proportionally go like okay how big are people we can see how big people are from the size of the chairs yeah well Rusty is an enormous chicken he is an enormous chicken he's huge a gi- he's a friendly giant chicken he's so huge yeah. and then also uh, Jerome the giraffe is incredibly Once again, another giant but if yeah. you look proportionately at like where his neck goes he's got way too low tiny legs yeah the legs don't work. <laughs> It is a freakish mutant. Yeah. Serious. Uh, there's a lot of problems. And those I, cats. Yeah. The cats are huge as well. I must not know the cats. Play with the people for sport because they're them. cats. I do not trust. It. Same I will raccoons. not trust cats that are that large. No. Nor nor jazz playing raccoons, which seems terrible. By the way, stop it. Those bandits, jazz bandits. Now, uh, David, as we get uh, closer to the end, because uh, we're at like uh, hour mm-hmm. twenty now, we've got to do two shows tonight. Uh, we do. Do you have any? Do we talk about that? What's that? Did we talk about the fact that we're doing two shows? Yes. Did you did. let the cat out of the bag? Uh, the two the cats. jazz playing cats yeah, out of the, the two bag. Jazz cats. Out of Rusty's bag. That's right. It's about the mice they don't kill. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, do you have anything to say about uh, your chicken situation this week? I don't really have much to say about chickens this week. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, okay. Chick Talk is, uh, is taking a hiatus. Well, which isn't the bad due thing to, because it means the, the chickens of, aren't doing bad. Yeah, they're doing fine. Like, uh, you know, I still haven't got, still haven't got the roof on my, st- the stupid chicken run. I have the, all, all the sides up and I built, I built like the structure for the roof to go on, but it's just been too miserable and windy. We had a crazy amount of wind. I was afraid that if yes. I had, had have started on the roof, like, and not finished it, that it would have blown into the neighbor's yard. And then I'd have some exp- I'd have some explaining to do. Right. So I, I just built the the structure and I just leaned it up in the carport, wait, awaiting hopefully this Friday. Also, I need to go to the the lumber yard and get some shingles and some felt paper to put put on the plywood so that I can weatherproof that. So, Very good. You know, it's just, it's it's it takes a while to do these things, mostly because I don't have like a, you know I don't have like a lot of time. I don't have nope. like all day to do these things. Nope. I'm a working man. Yeah. You gotta I'm, listen to your mini discs. I'm a laying around kind of a guy. You gotta read all the lyric sheets on the mini discs. I gotta read so all, tiny. So small, everyone. You Get the microfiche uh, yeah. reader out. <laughs> I use a microscope. And I just, I, uh, microscopes are terrible for reading, by the way. They're terrible. You can only read it if it's on a piece of glass. And then you can read it. They are good in a movie for moving the plot along, though. A microscope? Yeah, just look. Example, and, and please. Someone looks in the yep. microscope and goes, "Hey, Dave, check this out." Oh, shouldn't be behaving like that. Oh, yeah, that's what, true. What that cell? That cell shouldn't mm. be dividing like this. Okay. And then uh, we move the plot along. Yeah. Because you can cut to a picture of the cell, and then the cell looks scary, and you're mm. like, "Oh no, something's wrong with that monkey." It's like at the and end. they're like, "Where's that monkey?" And the monkey got out. Yeah. Ah, shit! <laughs> now we're in trouble. It broke out. Yeah, from the movie Broke Out. <laughs> out broke. Out. That's right. Uh, two Broke Monkeys, I think it was called. <laughs> was that good? The woman from Two Broke Girls uh, was uh, involved with the Ian Boothby in Thor 2. Hey, I've solved the problem. No, doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings, mm. yeah, who's also in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. And also was on Friendly Giant playing jazz. Yep. They wouldn't have been playing jazz. Do, 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 do.
do 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 Jazz was popular then. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Pigpen was had a big well, slap bass. Well, huge, well huge bass. Slap, well slap, 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 Friendly slap, Giant. slap. Yeah, it's ten years before Friendly Giant. Our no, Friendly Giant. Friendly Giant was like early seventies. Wait, wait, how long was when was uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas? Is that early, late fifties or early, is that early sixties? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So yeah, that jazz was still popular. Is it okay? Because I'm trying to think of like the joke about uh, Lucy with the doctor's real in. Was that the beatnik type joke? Yeah. Oh, it's a beatnik joke. It wasn't yeah. a hippie joke. It wasn't a hippie joke, no. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, some of that sick humor that the kids were enjoying. Very good. Uh, listen, Dave's going to maybe put up this Jeremy thing on our uh, Facebook. I'm uh, going to try. He's going to try and find it. Gosh darn it. Maybe we'll put up that dad rock thing. You can watch, listen to that, and then we'll talk about that next I'll step. probably just end up putting up the Pearl Jam video. He might. You never know what Dave will do. It's crazy. Uh, oh, by the way, also, there's a, a video out now. Jeremy! Uh, there's a video out now for Sparks that Scholastic has put oh, out. Oh, yes. A little description stuff. Is this one that this has a still image of the book on it? And it has yeah, if you voice? don't know how the internet works, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I, I watched it and it worked. I don't know. See, the, Honestly, the first time I watched it, I guess the video image froze. Right. But somehow the, it kept playing. It was very well, strange. Well, now there's a version of that that's on YouTube. For, so it's even oh, easier. Okay. So we can yeah. put that on our Facebook page, and you can see oh, the book that mm-hmm. I worked on with Nina Matsumoto uh, and that uh, David uh, colored. So uh, we'll, we'll put that up. That book's coming out again on February 27th, uh, 2018. It's a long way away. And uh, folks, I'm going to be next week in uh, Hawaii. We're going to pre-tape an episode. Uh, but uh, I always like a little bit of uh, well wishes for keeping that plane in the sky. Mm. There we go. And also, oh, geez, I'll, t- I'll tell you about my other worries next week. Oh, I've got worries about okay. this trip. <laughs> okay. Oh, Dave, the worries. So many. Aloha, will you go? <laughs> nice. Uh, well, the ambulance is coming. So that means it's time to wrap up the show. Uh, yeah, go to sneakydragon.com and see uh, some stuff on there. Maybe make a comment or two. Uh, go to Facebook. You can like our uh, Sneaky Dragon page on there. And I put up other stuff there. There you go. See which stuff you like best. Yeah. Vote on it. He puts up a lot of stuff on there. I sure do. Uh, if you want to email us, that's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Tumblr, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Uh, sure. And twitter.com. Uh, that is sneaky underscore dragon. And our password is, now nah, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> That'd be a mistake. Sure would. That was, uh, I'm not going to repeat my old pin number mistake from <laughs> episode 20. No, sir. <laughs> that was silly. Yeah. What's your lucky pin number, Ian? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> I was like, oh, there goes all my money. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Was... I didn't realize you could change it either. So that was rough for about two years. <laughs> but you know what I say? Shame on you for taking that money out, uh, whoever did. <laughs> Yes. Anything else for this episode? Or are we wrapping this fool, up? Fool me for two years. Shame on you. Yes, we're wrapping up this show. Sounds let's, good. Let's say good night. Good night to all of you. Uh, stay safe. And uh, I know it's dark out and it gets a little depressing. It's we're gonna get through it. We're getting through it. We're I love. Get through I it. love it myself. It's strange. Dave likes the darkness. I lo- I just like I like gloom. I like uh, to kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. I like to feel a little sad. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So if you want to feel a little sad, that's okay, too. They, we call that Dave in it a bit. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.